0: Greetings, Carl here, and welcome to Behavior Gap Radio. I have a story for you today, and this story is about the relative nature of income and money—just sort of how it's 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 always relative, um, and and security. The use of the word security is relative, um, and. More importantly, this story is about the total insanity of comparison. And just to be clear, the insanity we're going to point to, this is a story from my life, and the insanity we're going to point to is my own. And and I, I've got to start real quickly with, with a, a story to give you some context. Years ago, I used to ride my road bike, um, you know, whatever, sort of relatively competitive. I mean, I... I, I, I the people who like race road bikes for a living, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, we did a couple races a year and we, we thought we were, well, at least I thought I was really competitive. Right. turns out I was just pack fodder. Um, but I remember, uh, whenever in a race, like if somebody would, if somebody would beat me and, you know, please just be gentle with me in terms of your judgment about this, cause I'm just going to be really honest with you, um, you know, if somebody would beat me, which which was like all the time, anybody who beat me, let's put it that way, anybody who beat me who I knew well enough, I would always try to figure out like, well, they must be way younger than me. No, they're the same age. So I'd go down this kind of checklist, like, oh, they they must not have a real job. Oh, yeah, actually, they work 60 hours a week or something, or they're in graduate school, or they're just started their own company, or like something, right? Their work is just as demanding as yours, Carl. That's what would happen. Say, oh, well, they must not be married. Oh, yeah, they are. Well, then they must not be happily married. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Turns out they are. Oh, then surely they have no kids. Oh, yeah, they do. They have seven. (laughs) You know, I would just go down this list. And then at the bottom of the list, I would always get to the same place, which is like, you know what? They're just faster than you. <laughs> they're just—they're just faster than you. And turns out that's okay. Like I wouldn't say that part, but now with the benefit of fifteen years, now I say, like looking back on myself, I'd say, "Oh, be gentle with yourself, Carl. It's—it's it's okay." So, sort of setting up that, like, like just understanding sort of the way my head works. Let me tell you this story. Um, I recently, and this—this this happens frequently with me just because of the nature of my work and my natural curiosity and my total lack of tact or fear, that I can meet somebody, I, I consider everybody I've ever like waved to a friend, but this is actually a, somebody who I consider a friend, and we can quickly get into financial discussions. And my friend does similar work to me, right? He writes and, you know, makes money on the internet, um, writes and teaches and shares things and has made some really deliberate lifestyle choices that I admire. Um, and it may, you know, somebody else may look at my life and say that like, oh, we moved to New Zealand. Like, look at that. And so we, we all we kind of paint this picture. And I had painted this picture with this friend. And um, this friend was encouraging me to... Uh, to, you know, there was, I was trying to decide between two different projects and, and this friend was encouraging me to take one and, and the other one, um, you know, they're both, I'm I'm excited about both of them. Um, one of them has a more direct path to revenue and the other one might light me up a bit more so there's one with a direct path to revenue who that i'm excited about it's ethical it's honest i'm fired up about it it's a direct path to revenue and the other one i get just a little bit more excited it feels like a dream right and but i couldn't i can't really figure out exactly and there's no way to figure out exactly it's more of a leap of faith in terms of making a living and my friend was encouraging me like no you got to do the one like the leap of faith one, and. They're both leaps of faith, so like there's a whole bunch of other contexts, so don't get caught up in that, because that's not the important part of the story. But, um, but I was like, well, wait, what about money? And, and, and my friend said something I would say to somebody. Well, what if money didn't matter? Which one would you pick? And I was like, but money does matter. Like the truth of the truth is money does matter. Now, again, we've we've already checked off all the bot, like it's ethical, it's honest, I'm excited about it. It'll make an impact in the world. You've got two projects. They're both ethical, honest. They both make impacts in the world. And one is a direct path to revenue and the other one's a, a bigger leap of faith. In that case, maybe the direct path to revenue, when you consider the entire picture, you may get more fired up about the one with the direct path to revenue, right? Like that's the way I was thinking. And my friend was like, no, no, I think you should do the other one. And so I I pushed back. I was like, well, wait, let's talk about money for a second. You know, let's just talk about money. Because, I, like, we, our family, my wife and I have made some decisions that have really placed experiences with our family and personally over security. We value experiences over... Now, those things are not mutually exclusive. That's the next piece of my own mental work is like, I got to get that story out of my head that those are mutually... Like, oh, yeah, we don't have money because we're out doing experiences. It turns out you can have experiences and financial security as well. That doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. But again, another conversation for another time. But we have... And I don't have any regrets about it. Like, we have placed experiences and so I look back on the last 10 years and I'm like oh my gosh we've done so many things but sometimes people get the picture that that means there's a bunch of money behind the scenes because I have friends um, you know and we'll just we'll just call it friend a maybe male maybe female just friend a friend a that has 15 million in the bank often says to me, oh, we would do what you guys were doing. I just can't afford it. And, and that makes me feel like such a fraud because, uh, you know, I don't have anything close, like not even close, just to be clear. And, and we're going to get around to the point at the end of this where we're going to all conclude together as friends. We're going to hold each other's hands and look each other in the eyes and say, it doesn't matter. But this is the sort of the thinking that goes through my head. Like, oh, geez, if my friend who has $15 million is saying, oh, we would do that, but we just don't have the money, Oh, geez, suddenly I feel like, oh, if they knew, right? If they only knew, they would, like, we're so irresponsible. So that's what's going on. My friend says to me, yeah, you should do number one. If money doesn't matter, that's the one you do, so you should do number one. And so we have this conversation, and he tells me, in this case, this was a he. He tells me, I said, okay, great. How much money do you have saved? And he bravely and gratefully tells me. And the number's way more than I have, like not even close, right? Way more than I have. And in 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 this, he we we go on, and he says something like, "If I if if that ever got down to X, I would feel like it was time to go get a job. Like this experiment hasn't worked, I'd feel like it's time to go get a job. And X <laughs> X is more than I have, right? So." He's got y and if it ever went down to x he would feel irresponsible and go get a job and x is more than i have and i was like and look please understand that my friend will probably listen to this and i consider actually this friend a brother we're, we're relatively new friends but i consider my brother i think he feels the same way And this conversation I, i'm just talking about the fact pattern here and my side of the feelings there's nothing wrong at all with my friend's approach at all right the this is back to this relative nature of this. There's nothing wrong with my friend's approach. Turns out there's nothing wrong with my approach either. It's just all of us getting comfortable with our own stories, our own approaches. Right? Okay, so has y. If it ever gets down to X, I'd feel irresponsible and I'd go go, I'd be looking to go get a job. And it turns out I have below X, right? Okay, that's that's sort of kind of experience number one. Sort of unmoored by that conversation, you know, on top of like friend A that has 15 million. And I could give you probably five stories like that of friends that I, of people that I know that I consider friends who have a a crazy amount of money. I happen to know they have that much money because of the work I do. And they look at our lives and they're like, man, we would do that if we could just afford it. Right. And we're doing it and we don't have anywhere near that. Right. So you get this whole feeling of like, you know, but if anyway, Anyway, there's a whole other story there, right? But you've got this whole feeling of, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. So that's sort of story, like fact pattern experience number one. Now compare this with experience number two. I call another one of my buddies. And this this friend is, and I'm going to use this word. You need to understand, those of you who are not familiar with this word, it's a term of endearment. This buddy's a, a sort of a reformed, I think he, I think we can still call him. He would say he's not, but a reformed dirt bag, and dirt bag is a term of endearment among sort of the outdoor community and specifically among climbers. But I think it. I think it can spread for like you can be a dirt bag surfer, but certainly dirt bag climbers, and that's a label worn with pride. So just understand that. So my friend is just sort of like a couple years out of full dirt bag. Um, and I call him, I'm like, tell me what your people think about money. And he was like, what do you mean by my people? And I said, I'm not going to tell you. I just like I didn't explain that I wanted to know what climbers or, or sort of, you know, dirt, the dirt bag community. I didn't, that's not what I was, I didn't explain that to him, but that's what I was pointing to. And he's like, well, I think I know what you mean by my people. And he said, if my, he said, let me give you an example. If somebody in my community, like my friends, the people I hang out with, If they had $50,000 in the bank, if they had $50,000 saved up, that would mean, I'm just looking at my notes here real, $50,000 in the bank would just mean it was time to stop working and climb until it ran out. (laughs) So when you think, uh, like, it was just sort of like, you know, like exploding mind. Of course, I knew that. But when you... And then, and then you dig a little deeper and realize like, you know, what percentage of the population is even having a conversation about any money, let alone an emergency fund, let alone 50,000, let alone my friends X and my friends Y and my friends with 15 million, like it's all insanity. And I spent a couple of days being sort of blown up by this, like blown up, like, am I being irresponsible? I had some really um, heated conversations with my family around, like, are we being irresponsible? Right. We're getting ready to pack up from New Zealand and move to London. Are we being irresponsible? You know, it, and then you realize like, wait a second, my friend, the dirt bag, his philosophy around money is not wrong. And my other friend with, with Y and X, his philosophy, they both happen to be men is not wrong. My other friend A and friend B, who are not both men, their philosophy is not wrong. And my philosophy, my story, my philosophy is not wrong. Right? The problem is. The problem is when we start comparing them all. Like what does it mean to be responsible with money? What is it what does security mean to you? Because I know people. In fact, my I'm just going to call him my dirtbag friend. Is that okay? Uh, Just please understand that that is a term of endearment said with absolute love. My dirtbag friend was telling me that uh, he was watching some of his friends who have recently found success, you know, doing things that they love, you know, maybe making films or, or, you know, producing big things, doing things that they love. And they found success that's taken them out of, you know, sort of (laughs) dirtbaggery, right? And he was talking to me about how he's like, "Look, I'm watching it right now. They're not any happier. right They're not. And that made me think of all the people I know with more money than they'll ever be able to spend, more money than they would ever be able to spend. I can tell you right now there is no correlation to happiness. Now I, I realize that above a certain level, sort of subsistence level, that it's a completely different discussion right? I'm sorry, below a subsistence level. It's a completely different discussion. It's like, are you insane to even, but that's not who I'm talking to right now. I'm talking to you and you're listening to this. And most likely you're, you can understand what I'm saying, right? These challenges, having more does not equal being secure. Having more. And even that statement, it's so funny. More than what? more than what you currently have some arbitrary line like where did you come up with like where did my friend and he would readily admit this so i'm not poking i'm not like criticizing him my friend who said if he had below if that number ever got below x and he gave me a specific number if that number ever got below x he would consider it irresponsibly go back and get a job where did he come up with that number right and and I can tell you right now, he would say, well, it was sort of arbitrary. I bet he has some plan around it, but the plan's relatively arbitrary. It's just a line in the sand. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's all a story. And so when we say more, more than what? It reminds me a lot of, like, getting ahead. Getting ahead of who? (laughs) Having more than who? Who? more than what you have today? And when is enough? My friend with 15 million that's like, oh, I would just, we, our family would love to do what you do, we just can't afford it. Well, then when will you be able to afford it? And again, I, I'm trying clearly not to be critical. Actually, here's where I am being critical, just to be really clear. Here's where I am being critical. Me getting blown up for a couple of days because of comparisons around my two friends, the stories of my two friends, That is ridiculous. That's insane, and I should know better, and I should stop doing it, but I still do it. And so, yes, I deserve a punch in the face, and then I also want you to know I also deserve an empathetic hug, and so do you, where we all just go, yeah, that's really stupid, Carl. That thing you're doing is really stupid, but you're not stupid, and it's human, and come here, let me give you a hug, now let's move on right? And so while we're being critical, my friend who has $15 million who says our family would do that if we could just afford it. That is insane. And I've told him like, I'm okay with this. Like that is insane. Either do it or don't. And don't have a story that you would if you just had a bit more, more than what, What? what's your number? Give me a number. In fact, let me tell you one last story. I had these great friends who were also having to be clients and they came in one day and they were relatively young. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to just be, I'm going to be relatively vague about anything specific. So they can't be identified, but they had jobs that would allow them to take a sabbatical, maybe like take a six month sabbatical and they came in one day and they and they they had done a really good job saving they had, they had even inherited a little bit of money that they had done a great job saving they were really really good and we had built a really solid plan everything was golden and they were like look i think we get this thing backwards with kids and like time he's like you know they 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 both said um, we work, 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 work until, and then about the time our kids are teenagers, we start to have a little bit more time to hang out with them. And by that time they've got purple hair and nose rings. They don't want to talk to us. Right. So we want to do it differently while our kids are, you know, they were like five, six, seven, eight, like in that range, they had three kids. They're like, well, they're this age. I want to take six months off. We both want to take six months off, six months sabbaticals rent or buy an RV and travel around the country and see all our family in different parts of the country, homeschool our kids, do like, you know, you know, geography, like do it while traveling around. And they were like, could, do you think we could afford that? Would our financial plan still work? And I knew the answer immediately was like, yeah, like I can't, obviously it's a guess what we're going to look like 20 years from now, but I can tell you right now, it's not imprudent. It's not stupid, but I didn't say that. Sensing an opportunity, I said, well, before I, you know, like, give me a couple of days to run a couple different scenarios. But before I do, I have one simple question before I spend any time on it. One simple question. If the plan says it's okay, will you go? And I remember they both, it was like wide eyes, like deer in the headlight sort of look, looked at each other, looked back at me and said, yeah, yeah, we will. Right? So, my friend with 15 million, same question. And they did, they did, and amazing. And they still talk about it. It's been like, it's been over a decade now. And they still talk about it. They have pictures like amazing. They would never, ever, ever trade that. My friend with 15 million, it's the same question. When will you go? Either build a plan or stop telling yourself the story. And I can be a little critical to my friend with 15 million because I'm also being critical to me. Stop with the stories. Now, okay, does that all make sense? Here's the point. I just took you through from a simple little story into the weeds a bit, and now I'm going to take you out the other side. The simplicity that lies on the other side of the complexity, here's the simplicity. We all have different views of money. And... Security is relative. We all have different views of money and none of them are right or wrong. and security is relative. And my question to you is what are you gonna do with that? right Let's stop living other people's stories And like if I feel like I'm pointing fingers right now, I guarantee you I'm looking at my hand there's there's three pointing right back at me. Right? Remember it's my insanity. It's my insanity that generated this idea. So I am, here's what I'm doing. I'm working really carefully to notice the stories, just to notice them. Try to have a, no shame around them. Realize like, I can say that is insane. That is stupid. That is silly. That's not shame. Shame would say you are insane. You are stupid. You're okay. So I there can be some judgment around, like, hey, but at first, no judgment. Just noticing the stories. Isn't that interesting? I think with $15 million in the bank, I don't have enough money to go do what Corey and Carl are doing. Right? Like, be my friend's story. My story would be like, isn't that interesting? I just let my friend. My friend's story blow me up for a whole weekend, maybe more like four or five days after 25 years of doing this, 10 years of playing the person who writes about money and emotions for the New York Times, 10 years of that. I just let my friend, my awesome friend and his awesome, like his awesome story blow up my whole weekend. Isn't that interesting? and even that has some judgment in it, right? But that's that's silly, Carl. Right? That's silly. So it starts by just recognizing the story. That's what I'm working on. So my friends, remember this at the end of this 22-minute conversation, everybody has a different view of money and security is relative. So what's your story? What's your story? Listen, I'm thinking about doing a little bit more with the podcast. I you know, I've taken a 2-month break or whatever. I need to know if you like it. It's time to grow this. If I'm going to do this, it's time to grow this. So will you do me a favor? Share it with a couple friends. If you're on iTunes, leave a review. 6 stars only. Does there 6 stars? I don't know how many stars. Le- leave a review. And remember too, if you leave a review, I'll extend this offer again. If you leave a review, Send an email to hello at Behavior Gap and tell me and I'll send you a signed copy of my book, The One Page Financial Plan. So all you have to do is just send me, an e- send me an email saying that you left a review. If you know how to grab the link to it so I can read it, that'd be cool. But leave a review on iTunes, tell a friend, let's grow this community if we're going to do this and I need to sort of hear from you. Um, with that, that's another episode of Behavior Gap Radio.